Hi and welcome to Healthy Life Hacks. I'm Jennifer Jeffries, the present day wise woman, a realistic naturopath coming to you from the surfing beaches of Australia. This podcast is for those who are wanting to really rock their lives and health and live from a place of prevention. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, I am super excited. I have got the gorgeous Sal Howe with me here today. Now, I've only done one other interview, one of these kind of uh, recordings in the past, and I'm really excited that this one's with Sal. Now, the reason I chose Sal is da, 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 she originally hails from Zimbabwe, which is really cool, um, but grew up, did all of her growing up in the countryside of the UK. She is a farming girl <laughs> and then moved to New Zealand. Now, how I know Sal is I originally met Sal um, as a surf teacher down at, um, where were we, Kingscliff. I came and did that surf school with you. Uh, gosh, that's probably two years ago now. That's just a bit sad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but you, and I remember one day, you know, we'd had surf, uh, I'd had a lesson and and we were just talking after it and it came up that you're a kinesiologist. And I went, oh my God, you're a kinesiologist. I have to come and see you because I love kinesiology. But you give us a little bit of your background story because, yeah, you, you grew up in England that, but your mum was a yoga teacher, which is you, where you started to get that mind-body connection because kinesiology is very much that you know that emotional part of illness so tell us a bit of your story let's start there before we dig yeah in. so um yeah my mum was a yoga teacher for 25 years back in the day when it um when it wasn't cool. know, was it wasn't so cool and was like done out of village halls and uh you know um and uh, constantly kind of you know trying to watch tv with legs up in the air and she's just doing yoga all over the place which was awesome and at the time I just didn't really uh get it I went to one of her classes one once and I remember she lit the candles to the meditation at the end and I was there supposed to be shutting my eyes and I was peeking out going what's going on what's going on but at the same time I was also quite fascinated about what was going on as well um and she was also a nurse as well so um there was always medical type books around and I was fascinated by the body from a really, really young age. Um, and then also how the mind worked as well um, and studied psychology um, at, at college after school and then a little bit at uni as well. Yep. Um, and yeah, and it kind of all came together that uh, it led me down a path of, of initially um, training to be a youth and community worker. Um, and I worked in uh, council-run youth centres in the UK for, for quite a few years after coming out of uni. Um, and it was, it was great. It, it really helped me find my feet. Um, but I wanted to do more of the health thing. So when I went to New Zealand, I, I did a graduate diploma in public relations um, as, uh, to you know, attach on to my already existing um, honours degree and um, went into doing health promotion. And I was like, yes, this is, this is really cool mm -hmm. because I still had that connection with, uh, with community and also with young people. Yep. Um, I really enjoy that motivation aspect of um, educating people and empowering them to make their own choices, but then, you know, helping them through their difficulties, you know, because it's not necessarily a case of just Give, give someone some information and then all of a sudden that they'll do it you know you've, you've got to be able to coach them through um yeah so I, I worked for family planning for a while doing um sexual health um education in schools and in alternative education schools and various different um projects and then uh, went in and did a really cool project called project energize which is in new zealand 
um, started in Waikato and we went into schools training the teachers about healthy eating and activity. So it wasn't sport, it wasn't competitive sport, it was teaching them about incidental activity, um, like fundamental skills. So, so the, these kids could actually, you know, um, know how to be able to catch a ball or run or, and then did lots of things around sugary drinks and foods and what's good and what's bad. And, and it was great, it was a really good project. But um, when I came over to, uh, to Australia nine years ago, there was a bit of a shift in politics, I think, and uh, in the government and the sector of health promotion wasn't really being supported anymore. And I went down the journey of having kids. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I have got bambinos. And now you teach kids and, and big kids like me how to surf. Yes. And, um, and then, but you also, you're a preki. So you're a kinesiologist. All right. Where, how was that? Yes. What was that link that took you from doing all that kind of work with the government and health and stuff? Yeah. Yes, make babies. But then coming out the other side, what made you want to study yeah. kinesiology? Because it's pretty full on to study. It, it is, it is. And, and um, you know, I, I went through a period of time where I was a little bit lost as to what to do as well, because I couldn't kind of find my niche in Australia of where to slot in. Mm. Um, and my qualifications being from overseas are a little bit different and had to be adapted and stuff. So um, it was a bit of a combination between um, yeah that and also having a, quite a serious car accident in the early 2000s and some health issues and whatnot um which um uh, i have ptsd for quite a long time and i'm, I'm pretty sure that i you know I'm, i don't react from it anymore um but that combination of everything and the interest in health led me down the path of kinesiology and when i i actually went up to eleonora and had a treatment with a lady called um, megan stray uh, amazing lady right fantastic and that one treatment um just changed my whole perspective because the thing that was affecting me is that it was affecting my surfing because I kept on pulling off of waves I was always living in like in the outer circle of what everybody else was doing and not what I was doing yeah and so yeah talking to her about studying and um just experiencing that energy shift which is so fundamental mm. um yeah led me down the path of, of studying up at uh, NK Institute in Wollombar with Hugo Tobar Mm -hmm. and um yeah and and combining it with my other interests of doing breath work and um and doing mm -hmm. surfing and this is me <laughs> kind of a combination of all of it and and I think that it it represents different parts of my personality as well and I and it's the first time that I've ever felt that I'm able to do the things that truly interest me without somebody saying no you can't do that because it doesn't fit into our pigeonhole so it's nice. Yeah, it's really good. Very cool. Uh, and exactly, your business name there, Flow State Mind Breath Motion, says yeah. it all. And that's it. We're a holistic being. And that's what I bang on all the time about, the fact that we can't just do physical stuff. Like you can eat your raw, vegan, organic, paleo, keto, I don't care how bloody healthy diet, and yeah. still have a really out of balance body. Or you can be butting your head trying to learn to surf, and there can be some childhood thing yes. that's stopping you uh, or just something in life and stuff that's stopping you. And and I, I've loved kinesiology. It was one of my main modalities in my work. And I went down the aromatic kinesiology kind of uh, thread through Ropizek 30 years ago, lifetime ago. Uh, but that's how we really connected. We connected with surfing, but we really connected with uh, with that. And and you are part of my regular preventative treatment protocol nowadays, which I love. It yeah. totally works for me. 
So tell me, what, what do you think is the, you know, if there's an exceptional thing that makes kinesiology different out there from a treatment perspective? Yeah, I think the, the power and the beauty of kinesiology is that um, it's not relying on what somebody thinks they have to say because it's not about the initial talk therapy. I mean, the thing that, that still fascinates me every time that I do a treatment is that somebody may walk in that I've never met before and um, you know, I'm reading their body and using the, the muscle feedback, so the, the biofeedback from doing muscle testing um, to, to find out which direction that the balance is gonna go. And um, depending on whether I'm on a meridian or a chakra or um, you know, what, whichever system I'm in, then I may say something like, oh, you know, there's, there's a stress showing around uh, this organ or this emotion and then all of a sudden a story comes out mm. and it's like wow wow yeah that's that's and I've been having pain there and and all of a sudden the story they might not have thought about for many many years or have been put it pushing to the back of their mind mm. all of a sudden brings everything to the surface that unknown or unaware information to the surface and then allows that person to be able to um, connect the dots of current behaviors and why those current behaviors are coming out, um, you know, that may, and the behaviors may not even be related to that initial mm. um, situation that might have happened, but it, it kind of morphs into another being. And when that understanding um, comes to the person, it's so incredibly powerful because you know us as beings if we suppress those emotions yeah we might not think about it on a daily basis but it comes out in other ways totally. you know and and it's being able to break that down and get some understanding and when there's awareness and when there's understanding then there's power to have a choice to be able to do something about it and that's what the beauty is of i think of kinesiology is shifting those energies around and yeah there is a physical shift but it's the empowerment of uh, giving that person the information and then they can choose to do something about it and and when they do choose to do something about it and to have some major changes in their lifestyle or their social group or whatever it is those changes last because that blockage doesn't come back mm. whereas if someone's like thinking oh well let's I want you to fix me and then you know they're back I don't know a month later it's like yeah but this is still happening and I asked them well have you done anything to be able to make any changes and they're like no and I'm you know then there needs some more conversations and a bit more education around that um taking that responsibility to be able to implement the changes so, yeah hmm. it, it's um that's the thing so as practitioners we can open the door and we can facilitate start the process but then people want to lock that in and that's yeah. that they need to lock that in that's my thing. I love helping people get reboots physically and emotionally. That's, but the biggest thing is don't wait to get sick. So yeah. don't wait to do the tired and crap. You'll be looking down while you're surfing again and all those kind of things. It's, you know, it's, and it's not just physical ailments, guys. This is emotional stuff. Like I had a balance with you a little while ago uh, because I had the shittest winter surfing because I, I found myself just looking down all the time. If you look down, you fall down. And I went, I surfed way better last winter. What is it? But then when we did the balance, like my mum's been really crook and I've literally been just dealing with life day to day to day. And I had no, nothing else in front of me. 
And it made sense when you did a balance and clear one thing, then you can clear others. Now I still have a long way to go with my surfing, but it, it was it was noticeable, you know, straight away. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, I love everything well, because you, about did, you, that. you you got that awareness, you know. And that's yeah. the thing is that we are really good at lying to ourselves. Oh, shit, and justifying <laughs> everything. Justifying everything, you know. Oh, I need this glass of wine because I had a hard day. You know, yeah. or I got I didn't want to cook tonight. I went and got takeaway because I've been busy all week. Or you know, and we're masters at it because we need to be able to justify that that's okay. And you know, but then if we're doing that over and over and over again, then that's becoming a habit, and that becomes a, you know a stress on our lives and our and our system. And that's when things start to to come unraveled. And it's having that, uh, yeah, like I said, the awareness of the fact that it's been highlighted that like, oh yeah, I do do that. Okay, well that that is leading to the situation happening, but I can change that, mm. you know? And that's, that is just in a nutshell, the most powerful thing ever is, is having the choice to change and knowing that, yeah. that it's our choice. It's not somebody else telling us anything to do. The power lies with that person. So mm. yeah. I love Hippocrates said, given the right place and time, the human body can fix anything. And I, I believe that to the core of my being. Yeah. The challenge is that so many people will just look at the physical. I've, you know, I've got a sore back or I've got a sore something. They'll go and get a massage or, you know, whatever kind of modality they play with, but they won't look at the emotion. And yeah. whether we like it or not, we're emotional beings. We have to go there. Yeah. And kinesiology is perfect for that. In my kind of layman's terms, when I've tried to explain it over the years to friends, I've said, you know, we've got this, you know, invisible electrical system that runs through our body. Mm. And every time we have a trauma, whether it's physical or emotional, it's like it blows a fuse. Mm. And so, you know, we have a facilitator. We have a person who helps us. I can't even say facilitator. <laughs> we have a cell who helps to reset those fuses. And that's why I go for you, whether it's yeah. just a, a checkup or whether there is something going on. Yeah. To uh, to just bring me back into balance, because and I and I think that emotional. you know our Western society is so used to thinking uh, something hurts or I'm sick or you know something's not right. I'll go to the doctor and they'll fix me and that's okay because you know they they know everything and I don't. Yeah. And 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 it's you know and it's understandable we, we have that. It's like our society's built up on around it. So, but when you start thinking well actually maybe if I change my lifestyle or a thought pattern or that is so much more one sustainable because mm. you're not relying on someone else two it's free <laughs> generally yeah. speaking you know totally. um and and we're not putting any medication into the body and and those changes is the prevention because the body the organs are going to work a lot better the energy is going to flow a lot better around the body and then when we feel like we've got energy and I feel like that we can function better, then obviously our emotions are going to be a lot better as well. That's and yeah, we need the medical world. We have to have them there. Like, yeah, we can't stop the chance. We yeah, can't. Yeah, they they're not going to come and see me. Oh, self just muscle test this. It's like, fire me out of the car wreck. And then, but then deal with the emotion that's come out of that car wreck. Yeah, exactly. Because not just the fact of, you got whiplash or, yeah. or whatever. Deal with the emotion yeah. that's locked in there too. Yeah, because our body is, it, our muscles hold memory. Like, and and we, from that, you know, if our, our muscle isn't working properly because of the blockage from that that trauma or whatever's happened, then that's going to affect it, an organ. And, and it's just a knock-on effect of different things, you know. And being able to, 
work with it and find out why this is coming up is mm. yeah is awesome it's an awesome modality it is i do so much work up in asia and i love the fact that they pay the doctors to keep them well yeah, it's great if you get sick you don't pay which is the opposite of our medical model but the biggest thing i've done in my life the last 30 odd years is same i have my acupuncture regularly you know that's a weekly thing i see you regularly i have different modalities that i tap into regularly just to keep me in that place where my body works for me because i'm very human um, all the same kind of shit can go off balance with me too, but I don't wait to always, you know, to my intention is that I don't wait to reach that point, but yeah. sometimes stuff will just sneak up. So from your point of view, yes, kinesiology is awesome for treating stuff, but why should people live from that place of prevent? We know why we like to, yeah. but why do you encourage people to have regular treatments? Well, it's, a, it's, I mean, I can only kind of like talk, talk, talk about it from my point of view, first of all. I mean, I have many years of, of poor health um, due to a low-lying infection that was undiagnosed for many years in my, in my uterus. And it was coming up with asymptomatic things. And I was, I was very sick. I mean, I couldn't work for quite a long time. And, and I, I relied on the medical world to be able to help me. Um, but when I got well and, and it was diagnosed and it got, you know, got sorted out, I just got to this place where I was like, I never want to go back there ever mm. again. It was so disempowering. It was just like, you rely, I'm constantly anxious about knowing what's coming next. Like when's this appointment, what's going to be happening. And that, that in itself, the anxiety that it creates is mm. counterintuitive to being able to heal, you know? Yeah. So I, I sat with this afterwards and I was, I was like, well, hold on. The stress of this is worse than the actual like illness so what about if I create a balance with this where I feel as though that I'm in the driving seat and, and I'm not like advocating for people never to go to this doctor because they have to I'm like there's certain things yeah, that I've got their place absolutely but, yeah but but that place of prevention um it makes you feel like you know what's going on with your body you become a lot more in tune with your body mm. like you, you start thinking, oh, okay, well, I know, I know that if I don't stretch, for example, then my knee's going to hurt. Or I know that around the time of my period, then, um, you know, this back thing's going to be really, really sore. So maybe I won't surf for those couple of days, or maybe I'll go and do something else to be able to help that. So it's being able to read your own body mm. um, and, and go, okay, well, I can't maintain that now. I need to be going to, um, you know, either a kinesiologist or a massage therapist or an acupuncturist because they, I need a little bit of an extra boost because, you know, I think it takes many years to get a lot of awareness from our body and, we, and oh we're gosh. never going to, never going to know anything, but starting point, Start. checking in every day, scanning your body, just scanning, thinking about where you're breathing from, thinking of, am I mouth breathing and my nose breathing and my breathing into my belly? I mean, that's, that's one of the basic fundamental things that we don't even talk about in society and it has a huge impact on health. You helped me so much with breathing. I, you know, I, I still, I was surfing this morning and I was consciously in through my nose and out through my nose. <laughs> like, you, you, you've changed the word breathe, which is really good because I've been a mouth breather my whole life. Mm. And it's, it's huge. So, all right, so give someone, can you give us quickly, uh, yeah. just as a, a takeaway, yeah. if you don't mind, can you explain box breathing? Box breathing. Okay, so guys, this is really cool, and I use it. Yeah, so box breathing comes from uh, a 
from the military actually and people that were in special special forces you know in combat and they needed to run somewhere and they'd get focused really really quickly drop their heart rate and focus on whatever they're doing at the time oh. so um yeah so box box breathing is very much like a box so you breathe in for five seconds hold for five seconds out for five seconds hold for five seconds mm. and it's very much breathing in through the nose and expanding those that that bottom part of your lungs which is yep. where all your um, parasympathetic receptors are. So that's why you feel nice and relaxed because it turns on that, that rest and digest. It drops your heart rate very quickly because of mm -hmm. the breath holds. Um, and also um, drops your, your blood pressure and turns your, your thinking part of your brain back on because when we're stressed, the thinking part of the brain just goes crazy. Mm. So um, yeah, so it's really, really good. Uh, if you get out back surfing and you need to be out, you're on your board and there's no waves coming, you need to be able to kind of calm down really quickly. It's quite a nice one to do there. Or if the kids are driving you crazy, <laughs> or if you're at work and your boss is stressing you out, it, and it really does two or three minutes is enough to be able to get things started. It doesn't take that long whatsoever. So it's, yeah, it's really powerful. I really like the box breath. Me so too. you've been I'm using not. it in the surf? Yeah, because I, you know, I'm still not the world's strongest paddler, and I get out the back, and I'm absolutely rooted, and and I consciously, I <laughs> tell you, <laughs> so I use it, I use it while I'm paddling out now too. So be, you know, before it was, I would use it for recovery now, but now when I'm paddling, I'm consciously not the whole time, but I when I notice that yeah. I'm mouth breathing, I bring it in, and I'm so, so surprised how much it relaxes. And um, I just, I just want to say on that, that, sorry to interrupt, yeah. um, nose breathing while you're paddling is really, really hard because you get water up your nose. <laughs> so um, any, you know, aquatic um, exercise is going to be really difficult doing, doing breathing through your nose. So what you want to be doing is piercing your lips. Okay. And drawing, <laughs> drawing that air in and out. But the thing is, it's not yet. <sighs> so you're not panting. Yes. That, that's your not so good mouth breathing. It's very much having a control of that breath coming in and breath going out. And then oh. when you're up on your board and you're away from the water, then you want to be doing that nasal breathing. And, um, you know, and even just after you do the box breathing, sitting in there and breathing in and out through your nose, still maintains that nice calm headspace and, and body. So it's, it's really, it's really quite powerful. It is. And I've been, I've well and truly introduced that into everyday life for me as one of my ways to live from prevention. So thank yeah. you for that. I appreciate it to the max. So we've pretty much come to the end of our time. Um, tell, please tell everybody where they can find you. What's the best yeah. way to find you and all, because you run super cool workshops, not everything surfing related either guys, you want to follow what Cell does. Yeah. So um, jump onto my website, which is flowstatemvm dot com com dot au um facebook and instagram you can find it as well flow state mbn or flow state mind breath motion um and yeah get in touch um it'll be really good to to hear from you all yeah and if you're in southeast queensland i promise it's worth driving from bris vegas or places like that to come yeah. and have a treatment with sal it really is so gorgeous woman thank you so much I appreciate all that you are. And uh, that's what life's about. Just living from that place of prevention, not waiting to get sick. Oh, great. Awesome. Thank you so awesome. much for the chat. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Sal. Okay. See ya. 
So guys, I'm leaving you with one, 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 one healthy life hack today. And that is from Sal. And that is to box breathe. Do it guys, whether you're in the surf or just in your everyday life, I promise bring it in as a habit. It will just change the way your body deals with stuff. What do you want to leave them with Sal? Oh, do the box breathing. It's going to change your life for sure. It's like, yeah, simple. Uh, just do it. Awesome. Just do it. I love it. So in the words of Sal, just do it. And so guys, <laughs> if you want to grab this show notes where I will have all the links to all of Sal's stuff, um, go to www.healthylifehacks.com.au. I want to thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed my podcast, please let me know by leaving a review where you're listening in from. Every month, I draw one lucky person who leaves a review to have a free one-hour consultation with me. If you would like to receive a free copy of my Feed Your Body ebook, simply click the link in the comments below and join my newsletter and we will get that free ebook sent to you. I welcome your emails and you can write to me at podcast at healthylifehacks.com.au. Until next time, remember when it comes to life, live it, love it and get on with it.